You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Thursday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. Excited to be back for another show today. And after you get done listening to the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, check out the Locked On Big Ten podcast. There is simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast at. And on today's show, we are continuing our NFL preview series. We have Luke Braun, host of the Locked On Vikings, talking about Amir Smith-Marset and Nate Stanley. And then we're going to wrap up with Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans, talking about Amani Hooker, Makai Sargent, and Cole Banwert. All that coming up on the show today. So with that being said, let's hop into it. Let's get into that conversation with, with Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, talking about Amir Smith-Marset and Nate Stanley right now. All right, we have a returning guest, Luke Braun of the Locked On Vikings podcast as we continue our NFL preview series, breaking down the two Iowa Hawkeyes on the Minnesota Vikings. Before we get into that, though, Luke, a man, how are you doing today? Hey, man, good to talk to you again. It's, it's nice, man. I like uh, I like the fact that Minnesota continues to add some Iowa Hawkeyes to the draft now. I always, they'll, they'll always be all over the big, it's so easy, it's local, especially when it's, you know, that much harder to scout people in a pandemic and all that, or you know, the second year of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's just ongoing at this point. Um, Amir smith set though, what, what were your initial reactions to drafting him? Because he was a guy who started getting a lot of buzz late in the draft process. People really liked his athleticism. Um, the Vikings take a chance on him in the fifth round. What were your thoughts on that initially? Yeah, everybody was pretty upset with the Vikings for not taking a wide receiver earlier. I think everybody kind of understood that after Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson – it's a lot of dudes and a lot of dudes that I don't know if they should be on an NFL roster. So it's like, come on, get somebody in the draft. And so they got Amir Smith Marset and I didn't know much about him. Um, I didn't really look too that deep into the draft. So I, he had kind of slipped my radar, but then when I looked into him afterwards, it was like, okay, great. A guy who can, you know, be helpful in the return game, a guy who can uh, maybe fight for that wide receiver three spot, somebody who can kind of be a more dynamic player. And uh, I, but the most exposure I've gotten to him has been right here in camp in, in Minnesota. And have you been at camp this uh, this past couple of weeks? Yes. Awesome. How has it been? Uh, it's been awesome. The weather's been pretty good. Hard to complain. Um, been able to kind of watch guys come along, watch all of the narratives come, be able to kind of get a good sense for every player. Um, been really fun. I love man. And and Amir with our set, we've seen. I've seen several highlight videos of him catching touchdown passes and whatnot. Um, what has been the other 99% of the time for Amir Smith-Marset, right? Because you can see highlight videos sure. and form your own perception, but what? How has, he been, how has he been performing in camp to this point? He's been okay. Um, it, it's been all right. He's done, I think, well enough. I, I, Mike Zimmer just said something in a press conference about how he like needs to do better on special teams to make the roster, and everybody got worried that he wasn't going to make the team. I think he still think he makes the team fairly comfortably. Um, I think he's, he's played that well, but in terms of winning the starting wide receiver three job and other guys totally exploded and taken that named KJ Osborne, uh, when it comes to, you know, just being part of that backup rotation, um, I, I think he's kind of neck and neck with a number of other people. 
And because you spent a draft pick on him, you tend to lean toward that guy. Um, but I mean, he's, you know, he wins some reps, he loses some reps. Uh, he hasn't had like these crazy, cool, flashy plays like somebody like KJ Osborne has had, or there's a couple other guys, Blake Pearl, who's an undrafted free agent who had uh, a few pretty fun uh, moments, some streaks where he kind of gets every catch. And Dan Chisena, who was an undrafted free agent last year, who's like this track star who's like freaky fast, gets out in front of him. Amir Smith Marset has played much more standard. Okay. Um, he's lined up inside and outside. But it's been, you know, he wins some reps, he loses some reps, but I think that's good enough to make the team when you consider who else is around. Absolutely. And uh, the, the special teams comment is interesting to me um, because that is really where I felt like Amir Smith-Marset would separate himself in NFL standards because of his ability to return the ball. Um, are they having him play all phases of special teams? Is that yes. kind of the concern? Yeah, it's more of a, about more than returning. I like the way he returns. Um, I like the way he catches the ball. And really, you can't really tell much in drills um, yeah. because they're not allowed to tackle. So they can't really tell if you would have made that guy miss or not. Um, but when it comes, so I, mostly I'm watching like how smoothly do you catch the punt and how, how much do you look like you're going to fumble? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and some guys are better at that than others. And Amir smith said again, is like, okay. He's not the best one in the room at it. There's like a five-man competition, including um, Kene Wangwu out of Iowa State, also competing for those return jobs. And a couple of guys who return the balls return balls for the Vikings last year. Um, so yeah, that, there's, um, I think a, a lot of things he has to work on are on like the coverage units and stuff though, and kind of staying in his lane and kickoff returns and being a better punt gunner and stuff like that. And kind of improving those areas is probably what Mike Zimmer was talking about. Um, and, and I do think, you know, I, it, he was making a broader point about like, look, if you're going to be a backup in the NFL, you have to get on the field in special teams. Yep. Unless you're a quarterback, you can't just like be a backup, suit up for a game and not ever see the field. You've got to play special teams. And he's been struggling in those uh, in the more boring areas of it. Um, but, hey, his personality has completely infected uh, the whole the whole team. You can really see his he's he's a good a, a fun guy to watch out there. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you could tell even in Iowa where, you know, typically you're not really showing much of your personality in the Iowa locker room. Amir Smith-Marset, definitely a guy with a lot of uh, pizzazz. I actually had him on the podcast before the draft and just, uh, just a really fun guy to talk to. Um, awesome. One of the guys who's been throwing him the ball or whenever he's actually been able to get on the field due to uh, COVID issues has been Nate Stanley. Um, I did notice one rep where Nate Stanley was his quarterback. My thoughts here, I know last year we talked and your kind of mantra was he's a, he's a camp arm. Not really going to go far. He has a high, you know, there's a high ceiling there if he ever gets his accuracy together, but not a lot of expectations. Is that really kind of what the expectation is for Nate Stanley still this year? Yes. Um, I, I still feel about the same. So we didn't make the team, but they had 16 practice squad slots. So they just kind of stashed him there in case, um, tried to develop him a little bit. His accuracy doesn't look much better. Um, and that's, I mean, accuracy kind of is a hard thing to teach. You kind of have it, it or you don't. Yep. Um, you know, it's like, just go quick, fix your golf swing. Like who can do that? <laughs> uh, so yeah, but he, he has not been particularly accurate and during, I'm sure you have all heard about, uh, the, the COVID problems the Vikings have dealt with here with vaccination rate and all that stuff. Um, and during all that in the press conferences that Mike Zimmer was giving, he gave a lot of pointed comments that were sort of, uh, compliments to Jake Browning and, uh, that were disguising insults to everybody else. Um, where he said, oh, you know, Jake is smart. He's vaccinated. You know, you got to be available to be the backup quarterback. And um, 
that, that all kind of seemed like a dig, not at Kirk Cousins, but at the other guys. Um, and yeah. Nate Stanley was one of those other guys. So I think his best chance to win a roster spot would be to beat Jake Browning for that backup job. And I think that ship kind of sailed when he got exposed to COVID. Um, yeah. So now I think you're just kind of hoping he can be stashed for another year on a practice squad, see if he can't come back after three uh, and, and maybe maybe third time's the charm to make the team. Absolutely, man. Well, Luke, I appreciate your insight here um, on Amir Smith marset and Nate Stanley. Um, anything else you want to add before we uh, drop the show today? Yeah. Okay. If you have time, I got to tell you one story about Amir Smith marset I would love it. Um, I have plenty. So, of <laughs> so you know, you when you're a rookie, usually you, you come into the NFL, you're nervous, right? You're uh, surrounded by all these guys. You know, Smith marset surrounded by. Adam Thielen, who's been in the league forever, and, and Justin Jefferson, who's this like total superstar. And, you know, you're nervous, right? Not a Amir Smith Marset. He comes in and immediately takes the ox and starts deciding what music they're all going to listen to in practice as a rookie, first day. And Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks have both like talked about this and we're like, who does this guy think he is? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty ballsy to do. I feel like you're just putting a target it. on your back. <laughs> I know. I love it. But he's, uh, you know, and, and you can watch him kind of interacting with he and Adam Thielen have been attached at the hip walking around in camp. They all stretch next to each other. They're talking to each other all the time. So I think Adam Thielen's kind of starting to take him under his wing. That's super cool. I mean, what a what a good guy to be able to take you under your wing, a guy who works and has that work effort like or work ethic like Adam Thielen definitely has. So um, exciting stuff, Luke. I appreciate the story. Sounds like Amir Smith-Marset has been a hoot in camp. Um, yeah. kind, of, kind of worried about the rookie hazing stuff. Uh, <laughs> if Amir <laughs> They is, don't really is, haze. They, I mean, look, maybe they'll go run up a big tab and make him pay for it with his rookie contract or something like that. But uh, <laughs> no, his tab I, will Adam be Thielen extra has, big. yeah Adam Thielen has absolutely been like taking him under his wing and the corners help him too you know if he has a bad rep against one of these veteran corners Mackenzie Alexander Patrick Peterson they'll take him aside later and see like okay what I did there is because you did that you know help him out perfect I love it man well Luke thank you so much where can the folks find you at because there are a lot of crossover fans between the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Minnesota Vikings yeah, well, you can find the Locked On Vikings podcast anywhere you find your favorite shows uh, wherever you listen to this one you can also find me writing at zonecoverage.com, which covers all Minnesota sports. So Wild Wolves, if you're into articles about those guys too, um, go check out Zone Coverage. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at NFL. I love man. Luke, thank you again. Always a pleasure talking to you. Have a blast at camp and we'll talk later, buddy. Thank you. All right, y'all. Appreciate Luke coming on the show. We're going to get to Tyler here in a second, but I do want to tell you about Sweatblock. So guys, there are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you are sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing, right? Some of you may know that I personally have dealt with this. When I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now listen, I know this isn't life and death and there are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest, in the moment, it feels like a big deal. I've actually tried prescription deodorant even, and it has been, it's tough. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date, God forbid. I'd much rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than the most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. So if you have 
or you are someone dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock again. I've tried a lot of different things, and this is the perfect solution for me. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. All right, y'all, we are continuing our NFL preview series with Tyler Rowland of the Locked On Titans podcast. You can find him at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Uh, Tyler, it is a blast having you on. You know so much about what is going on in the Titans world, and there are three Iowa Hawkeyes on the Titans, which we want to break down today. First off, though, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. This is uh, one of the best times of the year. To me, I compare this time of the year like the beginning of a roller coaster. Right now, I wake up every day and all I hear is click, 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 because I know <laughs> that the the ride, I know that the thrill is just around the corner. So uh, just progressive con- uh, con- uh, crescendo of excitement, I guess you could call it. I, I love it, man. No, you, you can tell you're very excited. Uh, training camp such a fun time. You have Obviously, the veterans who are just trying to get through without being injured. You have some of the younger guys who are trying to make a name for themselves. And you have some of those UDFAs who are trying to just get on the roster. I think three Iowa Hawkeyes fall in those latter two categories. You have Amani Hooker, who I think ever since the Titans drafted him, people kind of knew that he was eventually going to be the starter, right? It was He was being groomed mm-hmm. to be in that role, um, took a big step forward last year, uh, and now yeah. is actually slated to be the starter. So what are your expectation, expectations in year three for Amani Hooker after having four interceptions and eight passes defended last year? Well, uh, you're just giving me a perfect segue. It's a softball <laughs> because uh, Amani Hooker is a guy who's just around the football. He just un- trying to do the Titans have found ways to get him on the field throughout his career he played in all 16 games his rookie season and he had a really critical role in my opinion in the Titans diamond defense where they have six defensive backs out on the field and typically when you get six DBs out there you're gonna have four corners and two safeties but Amani Hooker was such an asset to the Titans that they actually put three safeties and three corners out there when they went into their diamond we saw them use him in that same way last year but the back half of the season, essentially, he did take over as the starter in most alignments uh, for Kenny Vaccaro, who is currently a free agent right now in the NFL. And they moved Kenny Vaccaro to kind of more of a, a sub-package linebacker role and let Amani Hooker roam the back end. And like you mentioned, he produced four interceptions, eight passes defended. He's He's a ball hawk, and he's a guy who I think – being comfortable and going into the season knowing that he's the starter for the Titans, I think that'll make him take his play to even another level. He only played around 42% of the defensive snaps last year, so seeing him increase that to a normal starting level for a defensive back in the 80s, the 90%, I think that'll give him even more opportunity to hawk the ball and get turnovers for the Titans' defense. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm excited to see Imani Hooker do that. I feel like a couple times last year you saw Amani Hooker makes a big interception and there's Twitter blowing up because Amani Hooker is yep. uh, picking the ball off in a big time situation. So mm-hmm. by all, all accounts, it sounds like Amani Hooker is going to be the starter um, this season and you're expecting a big season for the, for the third year player. Absolutely. He's 100% going to be the starter. And I think after saying it a few times, calling him a ball hawk doesn't really work. I think from here on out, we need to refer to Amani Hooker as a ball hawk guy. <laughs> I love it, man. I love the, I love the puns there. <laughs> yeah. Is that a I'm pun all about or is that a play puns, on dude. words? Hey, it can be both at the same time. It can be a double entendre, if you will, whatever. I'll take all the credit <laughs> I can get. 
I love it, man. Um, two other guys on the Tennessee Titans roster that are former Iowa Hawkeyes, Colt Banwer and Mackay Sargent. Uh, Colt Banwer, from everything I'm hearing, and what I mean by that is the limited articles and the limited tweets I've seen <laughs> about the Titans, because that is not my go-to team. Um, the Titans' backup center has been struggling snapping the ball, which has given mm-hmm. Colt Banwer somewhat of an in. Uh, I want to I ask you, coming into this season – or coming into training camp, did you feel like Cole Banwart had a shot at the roster? And after a couple of training camp practices, what are your thoughts now on Cole Banwart? Well, I'll say this. I think the number one thing about an undrafted free agent coming into the league or even, you know, those lower end guys who are really on the roster bubble, not the high end draft picks who we know are going to make it. But I think the biggest thing for guys like Banwart is opportunity. You have to be able to get enough reps in training camp to prove to the coaches that you're worth that uphill battle of making this roster. And one thing I can say is Van Wert's going to have reps because the Titans have experienced the most injuries and the most uh, dingers there on the offensive line. You've had a, a longtime veteran in the NFL and Ben Jones at center. He needs rest days. He doesn't need to play every rep and every day of training camp. Roger Saffold at guard as well, another longtime veteran who doesn't need to play every single day. You want to keep your guys fresh. And Mike Vrabel, as a former NFL player, understands that more than maybe some other coaches would. You also think about the other ways that have created opportunity for him. As you mentioned, Daniel Murner is the veteran backup center who has been really struggling. He's had uh, near six bad snaps, had four in one practice the wow. other day. And that, that just ruins the organization of training camp. No coach is going to be able to put up with that. You can't run your plays. You can't give a look to your defense you can't get reps out of your players if you can't snap the ball so I don't think that's going to be lasting for too much longer the Titans brought in two veterans who have been in the NFL before Patrick Morris and Spencer Pulley Pulley already got hurt and they had to put him on the IR Morris has dealt with some injuries as well the Titans have had a ton of injuries they're what I would consider their real backup interior offensive lineman is Aaron Brewer an undrafted free agent from last year and he's been injured and on the NFL for the entirety of Titans training camp. So more than anything else, Banwart will have opportunity. He'll have reps, and it's important for him to take advantage of those enough to get a chance to make this roster. But because of that, I think that does give him at least a decent shot more than your typical undrafted free agent. All right, y'all, we're going to quickly pause the conversation with Tyler Rowland. We're going to get back to that here in a second. I do want to tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. You can also start betting on the NFL and college football, reality television, pretty much anything you want to, you can bet on it at betonline.ag. So before the next pitch or the next sap, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information today. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Again, head over to that website, get that free account, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And y'all, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer. Why not save some time and put some money in your pocket by going to rockauto.com? I've saved $50 
by going to rockauto.com. And I saved 30 minutes of travel time by going to rockauto.com because I ordered two engineer filters from the comfort of my couch on my phone within five minutes and it was delivered just a week later. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now let's turn our attention back to the conversation with Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans. I think that was a phenomenal explanation. And I think for Iowa Hawkeye linemen, one of the things that I believe NFL teams love about them is that they are so technically sound and they can step in and, and play right away if needed. Mm -hmm. They might not be the most athletically gifted, at least the ones that are being those UDFAs, but because of how technically sound they are, they could step in and with a good set of linemen around them, they can be functional and are not going to hurt you and hurt your team. Just like with the snapping issues that you're seeing with um, the veteran center. So yeah, Mikhail, well, I think that's sorry about oh, that. No, you're good, man. I, I, I think that there are a ton of undrafted free agents on the offensive line all over the NFL who maybe weren't the biggest, strongest, fastest, didn't have the longest arm span, wingspan, didn't have the biggest hands, didn't have the best punch, but they have high IQ. They're hard workers. They're smart players, and I know that those are all cliches, but that's what you're going to get when yeah. you get well-coached players from Iowa. So that gives him already an advantage along with the opportunities that he's getting. So it does make sense that he has a shot. Yeah, I mean, you you brought a good point up there. That you can't fill an offensive line with first-round talent typically. Mm -hmm. you, you probably have maybe two at the most, and you have to figure out ways to find guys who fit within that scheme, fit within that system, and can play alongside some of those top-tier talents. And that is a guy like Cole Banwert. So mm -hmm. one of the guys that he might be blocking for is Makai Sargent. Um, didn't get a lot of love through the draft process. Didn't really test overly well. And honestly, at Iowa, he was just – he was a guy who always fell forward and would consistently get you four to five yards a carry. So coming on to this Tennessee Titans roster, typically when you're coming as a UDFA, as a running back, um, you're just trying to save the legs from some of your other guys like a Derrick Henry. But what, where does Mackay Sargent stand in this roster, and does he have any chance of making the active roster or even just the, the practice squad at all? I think practice squad is a possibility, but I'll be honest, it's going to be very difficult for Sargent to make it. Of course, there's Derrick Henry. Everybody knows that, but there's a third round rookie from 2020 named Darrington Evans out of Appalachian State. He's getting the number one reps right now as the Titans rest Henry throughout training camp. I just don't see an opportunity where he doesn't make this roster. And then behind him, you have two veterans, one in Jeremy McNichols, who quite frankly, I don't think should be on the roster, but clearly he has the eye of the organization. And then Brian Hill, who had a very good year for the Falcons last year as a mm -hmm. backup running back, who I think should make this roster. So with that in mind and a fullback on the team in Kari Blossom game, I would be shocked if the Titans took five backs into the season and one of those being sergeant over like a Jeremy McNichols, even if it gets that high. So I would be very shocked by that, but a, a, a spot on the practice squad is all, you know, I guess it wouldn't be a disappointment for yeah. sergeant. You got to find your way. There's tons of guys in the NFL who started on the practice squad and found their way onto a roster full time. So I, I think staying in the NFL is really what his goal is right now. But I will say that some of the local reporters, especially Jim Wyatt, even today talking about practice said Makai Sargent is a guy who's really going to impress people in the preseason games. And it's because of the reasons that you're saying he's a guy who always tends to fall forward. He's going to run physically. He's going to know what he's doing out there. And, you know, he does have a little bit of explosiveness. Maybe the numbers don't show it, mm -hmm. but when you watch him on tape, he definitely has the ability to make some guys miss and outrun a few guys. So I think if he impresses 
in preseason, I think that would go a long way to getting him that practice squad spot. But more than that, when you're talking about preseason, it might get him an opportunity on another team. So it's important for him to play well and take advantage of his opportunities, whether he ends up with the Titans or not. Absolutely. And you, you mentioned it. His game speed is significantly better than what he yes. tested at. He's a guy who can fit through you know tiny little holes and can explode if needed. So um, definitely exciting news about Makai Sargent. Nice to see that he is getting some of that love and in, in training camp. And as you mentioned, the big thing for a guy like Makai Sargent is really impressing the other 31 teams across the league, especially when it seems like the Titans roster has a plethora of running backs to choose from. Um, Tyler, I appreciate you coming on. Where can the folks find all of your fantastic analysis at, man? Well, uh, of course, you can check out the Locked on Titans podcast Monday through Friday, the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world. You can check me out on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Uh, I usually just say nonsense about the Titans, but every now and then I'll post some film stuff that people seem to enjoy as well. And then uh, I'm proud to say that as of today, you could check out the Locked on Titans YouTube page. I'm going to be posting all of my shows video onto the Locked on Titans YouTube page. You can also check out the Locked On NFL National Show on Thursdays. As of, you'll probably be running this uh, on Wednesday or Thursday. As of this Thursday, this week, uh, (laughs) I'll be taking over as the daily host for the Locked On NFL National Show. So any of those places, uh, shameless plugs galore, but you can catch me anywhere pretty much you want to. That's super exciting stuff, man. Excited to see your YouTube channel. I saw that you hit a million um, listens not too long ago, it seemed like, yeah. which is amazing stuff. And I uh, love Crazy. the claim to fame, the number one <laughs> Titans podcast in the world. It's true, though. It's it true, is. though. You, but you, hey, you know. I love it. I love it, man. Well, Tyler, I always appreciate talking to you. Um, have a blast uh, with this season as the roller coaster begins to to continue ticking up that, that little uh, ledge there. And uh, we'll talk to you later, uh-huh. buddy. Absolutely, Andrew. Thank you. All right, y'all, that does do it for our show today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. We're going to try to get a few more hosts that have several Iowa Hawkeyes on the team, thinking the Buffalo Bills, for example, to come on the show and talk about where these Iowa Hawkeyes stand on the roster. If you want more Locked On content, though, betting on your team does not have to be a guessing game anymore. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast at. And that will do it for our show today. Make sure you are following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're going to be a lot more active on Facebook and Instagram as we have former Iowa Hawkeye football player Jake Fisher joining our our team to do some of that social media production for us. And again, make sure to give us that five-star review if you loved the show. Thank you for your listenership, your love, and your support. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.